Welcome to the Transatlantic Rants. We're still alive. Episode 5. Very exciting, eh? I was working on that last night. I'm Fraser and I'm over in Canada and I'm joined by Jeremy in England. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) You see, when I was listening back to some of these, I always kind of feel like I come across going, uh, uh, and um, I've decided for, for this one, so hello everybody, it's nice to have you with us Well you should be happy, you've had a nice uh, two week break Yes So where did you end up on holiday? Nowhere Oh We didn't actually go anywhere, I, I sort of ended up doing gardening and, and cleaning a loft having an attic extension So um, I've kind of just ended up doing odd jobs and stuff Which isn't really a holiday is it, I suppose so yeah, nowhere. And, and in fact, the problem was was that we couldn't get anywhere really. Nowhere that could take two dogs, one baby, one wife at the peak of everybody at the Olympics. So I enjoyed it still. We've had some sun. No, that's all right. Good. I did. Yeah, I think you said you were having nice weather last time we spoke. So yeah. oh, that's good. Well, it's relaxed. It's nice to have you back. Thank you. It's nice to be back. Yeah. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, no real changes here. My uh, wife actually has gone away this weekend, so it's just me with the children. But that's okay. I've uh, th- thrown money at every problem that's, uh, that 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 uh, brings. Um, I haven't bothered to cook them one meal. I've taken them out for every meal. Wonderful. And uh, I, even last night I was like, well, you know what? Sunday morning I'm going to cook them a nice breakfast on Sunday morning. And if for, for anyone wondering, it's Sunday morning right now, and there's absolutely no way I'm cooking them breakfast. We're going out again. Because <laughs> <'Cause, laughs> yeah, because the added bonus is I get a, a super cooked breakfast myself. So um, we'll do that. But no, it's been good. Been relaxed. We just been relaxing and stuff. So yeah, and it's actually it's raining here. So we've had a swap in the weather. It's been uh, my wife went camping. It's been raining non-stop since she left, so yeah. we'll find out how she got on. As, as soon as you go and buy a tent and you stick it anywhere in a field, you're guaranteed that is the best way for getting rain. Rather than having the Met Office going on about you know cloud formations, etc., such, such, just get a tent and that guarantees you that you'll get rain with it. Well, she's well, that's just my founding memories of, of being in a tent. Well, I've usually had good weather when I've been camping. It's not I've been camping a lot and not too many times I can recall being absolutely washed out but my wife did, it's been absolutely roasting all summer here, hot and sunny, hot and sunny, like constantly for the last six to eight weeks and then the one time she decides to go away it's just been binning it down it's been quite funny really, but there you go Um, yeah, so we have a bit to cover uh, and actually I do, I'm going to have to say that I think I'm going to be away next week so, yeah, what? yes we're going away up up into the country of countryside of Canada, cottage country. We're going to, um, 
so we're going away I'm going to be doing some fishing and relaxing of my own um, so uh, yeah we might not have an episode next week so apologies for that people um, God, we'll just get our audience now we're losing them they're going to go off and listen to Chris Moyles or something aren't they well yeah they just have to stick at it we'll just, just we'll keep at it so um, yeah so uh, anyway we might as well crack on um, yeah. there are a couple of things that uh, you wanted to cover I think the Olympics is in well I was going to say the Olympics isn't in full swing it's just winding down now yes uh, um, so you were going to chat about that I have seen a ton of films recently and one of them I went to see was The Dark Knight Returns or as I like to call it The Dark Knight Returns but not in this movie <laughs> and right. on that bombshell it's really the lynch mobs are out for me because well, of my opinions on that movie but we'll come to that um, and uh, I don't know I'm sure we'll fill up fill up the rest of the time I have no notes prepared for this one I have to admit at all this is just lame mate see I'm sitting here with mine ready to roll don't listen take... listeners as, as you're all probably aware out there um, that Fraser's now this is the second time he hasn't come with any preparation I just hope that doesn't show, mate. I hope you're able to do your rant flow. Oh, yeah, I can. T- I, you're reminding me, actually, I can talk to you more about the bunk bed saga as well. Oh, excellent. So, so, I'll be um, able to tell you about kennel cough as well for people out there that, that, that want to know about that. Well, people will start wishing you hadn't brought notes then, won't they? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too shit. Oh. Salt of milk, table one. So, right, so where, where should we start? So I start with kennel cough. Go on then, give us a quick rundown on kennel cough. Kennel cough. Well, we have a dog walker just purely on the basis that it seems again, whenever you want to take your dog out or both dogs out for a walk, it's always raining. And rather than doing that, we actually then, because I'm obviously at work and the missus has a child screaming all the time, but um, we have a dog walker and she 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 uh, she turned up and she told us that um, one of her, her small pups had kennel cough. Think much of it until literally our dogs went out with her, and now our dogs have got kennel cough, and it's it's a horrendous. It's like a hooping thing. You know how cats kind of retch up fur balls, like a sort of sound. Right. Um, this is what the, the dogs have. It's like flu, but it's highly contagious, and um, yeah, both of them have been suffering. So we, we go to the vets, and we don't like going to the vets. It's a little bit like going to the dentist. As soon as you go to any of these places. They literally just want you to take a blank check. So we kind of like, and a little bit like men, the doctors, we kind of build up all our different ailments and go over about five different things. Um, and we kind of did that with the the vets. So we go there and um, Barney, there's two, I've got two dogs, Barney and, and Rudy. Barney's the more intelligent of the, of the two and he was very resistant to going to the vets. So he's kind of pulling away. Whereas Rudy's just as thick as pig shit and sort of runs in there. Yeah, let me get in here, let me get in here. Barney's got... <laughs> kind of sad memories of having his nuts taken off there and Rude just doesn't even know what his nuts were so um, we go in there and we say the dog's got both dogs got kennel cough he feels the, the dog's larynx and they start hacking and, and he says yes, yes they have so he's telling us all about it he's a, he's a nice sort of South African vet but um, I've always got the feeling with him is he's always looking at an angle um, to try and like either Sort of lengthen out the prognosis or whatever of the dog or whatever it is, so that he can sell us more of his drugs and make more money. So um, we're there, 
and I sort of say, oh yeah, there's a, there's another thing. Um, uh, my, Barney's got really bad teeth, and his breath's horrendous. He kind of looks at me like, you know, it's the Pope Catholic. I said, but no, his breath is really horrendous. So he looks at it, and he sort of says, oh yeah, we'll have to probably put him under his teeth clean. I said, okay. And I said, oh, there's, there's another thing. And he sort of looks at me, and at this point, I could just see his kind of face. He's like, oh man, you didn't come in here for one thing. You've come in for more than one thing, haven't you? And you're going to stretch this out, and I want to get rid of you because I just basically want you to ask one question. You know, you spend a fortune off you go. So. I said, um, uh, Rudy has really bad butt ducks. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, he just leaves uh, kind of an anchovies fanny smell. I didn't use that description, but I sort of said a sort of bad fish smell on, on the sofa or, or on us when he's very relaxed. <laughs> All right, well. That's charming. And, and, and we've got a friend who's a, who's a veterinary nurse. And she says that she has to do the ducks of, of, of dogs and cats. And cats in particular, when you're pushing out the duct to clear it, it can, it can fire out and hit ceilings and stuff. So I was trying to lighten the, 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 the thing by saying, you know, the veterinary nurses normally do it. He kind of looked at me like, I don't have a veterinary nurse to do this, I'll have to do it. So he puts Rudy up, he squeezes whatever bed it is, he gets a bit of tissue, he says, there's nothing there. You sure it's just not feces? I said, no, I said, it's like this fishy smell that just comes out of his butt and he leaves it, it's horrendous. And, and you know, the He's obviously got rid of it all because I said he, he did one about the size of a 50 pence piece on our saver just before we left. So right, I say he's, he's sort of, you know, typing away on the keyboard. I said, oh, there is actually another thing. He looks up like, you know, I've just told him that, you know, I, I fancy his daughter or something or other. And, and I, I said, also really gets these really bad erections. <laughs> And he said, well, what do you mean? He said, dogs get, get erection. I said, well, no, he gets like really bad, bad, bad ones. He sort of, you know, I said, I'm, I'm worried that he still might have half a testicle left in there or something. I said, he said, all dogs, Jeremy, get erections when they're excited, even if they haven't got any nuts or, or, or you know, they haven't got their testicles or whatever, they still can get, get aroused. And I said, all right. And I was going to ask him one more thing. And he literally said, no, the next customer's here. And, and that was it. And I sort of came out of there thinking, you know, we weren't exactly saying, look, my, my dog's got two ears, you know, or, or he's got a, a, a black nose, or he's got, he's got a tail, he's got paws. Well, these were genuine sort of concerns. And he obviously thought, we're not having someone just coming in here asking me five questions. You have to pay for each session. So we kind of got ushered out the door. Ninety quid later, we get a couple of tablets, and they still got it. What, so... the bad erection? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've got. <laughs> No, well, I, you know what? I'm not even sure. I hope this isn't the podcast that my mother starts listening. But <laughs> please explain to me the difference between an erection and a bad erection. A bad erection is where he kind of knows what to do with it. He covers his his paw over his bit and literally is is masturbating. And we've had this where we've had <laughs> my folks round, or you have you know you have some guests round, and he'll just be on the sofa. Hammering away between his paws, <laughs> this this pepper army uh, from hell. I, I'm thinking this isn't normal, but he wouldn't let me go into any detail on that. He just wanted to basically say, "No, you've had your five minutes, and you're not having asking any more questions." Out you go, you know. So I, I yeah, he, he's still got bad erections. <laughs> I'm still lost at the part where it's a bad one. You mean he just gets because them? Because they're just well, it's, you just don't expect it. Barney doesn't get that. He doesn't get the pepper army thing. <laughs> whereas, it's, it, whereas Rudy does, man, and I tell you, for a little dog, he's carrying some serious artillery underneath that. Under yeah, cage. but he's a young you know. dog. 
So he's obviously, it's the same, you know, he's the 13-year-old boy at school in the biology class getting super wangers every time the teacher <laughs> turns around. <laughs> the, thing, the thing with this is, is that I, I, I kind of was worried, that, like I said, you know, he still might have a testicle in there left somewhere lurking around, and that might be kind of, because these are really strong ones. You know, there was always this thing that, we're always saying, you know, castrate rapists and all the rest of it. That doesn't do anything. They still get, they still get boners. Yeah, well, yeah, you no, yeah, you make, yeah, that's a point. Yeah, I, uh, I hadn't thought about that. So, well, you're gonna have to slip him some bromine. It is uh, in his. I'm just gonna get a cold his his water bowl out, mate, and whack it. Yeah, whack it with a uh, stick every time you see it. Anyway, so I got charged like quid. I've given the tablets for Rue's kind of recovered and Barney's suffering. He's not eating anything and it's just generally quite awful, really. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. But that's it, you know. I, I, there's certain things in life like dentists and lawyers and vets that you don't have any real choice and, you know, you, you, you do get charged a fortune. I don't know. I'll tell you something about dentists and I remain, you know, somewhat sceptical and I think it's, you know, it. Again, it's probably down to the individual, but, uh, you know, when I was young, I had a dentist. He just seemed to rule with this iron rod, and everything was doom and gloom. Then we moved over here, and we got another dentist, and he was seemed better, but it was all a facade. He was still all doom and gloom, you know, basically. You know, I, every dentist I've ever had has always been, you know, trying to get me to floss regularly, you know, and I think I just see the straw that broke the camel's back is, is he's leaning over me with this doom and gloom you know do you want to have your teeth when you are old you know I'm like well you know what do just clean my teeth I don't even want to be here right now just please just clean my teeth and let me get out of here and uh, then we had a break between moving houses and moving towns I didn't actually get to a dentist for maybe close to and plus having to pay for it myself I don't have dental care anymore close to close to probably a year and a half two years not getting to the dentist and we got a dentist here she's nice as pie and she's like, yeah, your teeth are fine, don't worry. Yep, we'll see you again when we see you. You know, so this, you have to go every six months. You have to do all this. You have to do that. Oh, I mean, you just generally say, just look after your teeth. You know, do brush your teeth every day. And I do floss more now, you know. But they, they're asking you to floss every day. It's like, how much time do you think I have? I can't oh. bother doing that. Oh, I got those little, I know, I have those little flossy sticks now. I just keep them in my desk at work. And every time oh, I've I, got the like, toothpicks with yeah, the brushes on. Yeah, exactly. You and every do it time at your you desk. Do it when you remember. You, you know. do it at your desk. But uh, this sort of, you, you do, know. You do it at your desk? Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. Where do you think you are? In my office. Yeah, you, that, that's what people wandering around. No, there's no one wandering things. around. It's my office. I can close the door. And plus, I only have one other person who works in my uh, building, so. Wow. A bit of privacy, it's fine. I, I the whole thing with with, with dentists, I, I um, I hadn't gone for a bit, but I brush my teeth every day, and I like to think I look after them. And um, I had a, a hygienist, and she managed to drag out the cleaning of my teeth over two long sessions and it was literally a bloodbath I was there I could see from, from Marathon Man with, with her hacking away I, I think she just genuinely didn't like English people either she was hacking away and I thought Christ and I, she said, I said sorry I've just got to, you know you're there you're kind of like a little helpless little um, fledgling aren't you you're just like this little timid little bird sort of waiting to sort of you know get the next worm in your chops or whatever 
and I'm there, and, I, and it's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, so I spat out, literally, I think must have been half a pint of blood, um, washed around, she said, I'm going to have to do this over two sessions, I thought, well, how bad can this possibly be, you know, so the second time I come out, and she's again hacking at them, they didn't feel any different, and, and again, I got charged a fortune for it, um, and I know I'm going to have to go back again, mate. And I, and I don't know what you do. It's one of those sort of situations where I have to say, oh, can I not have the woman? Go Just get... You know what? I, seriously... And I'll say it's a Scottish woman. Seriously, go... I don't know. Go get a second opinion. Go find another dentist and say, look, I need your opinion on this. These guys are rin- literally rinsing me. <laughs> hey, do you like that? Flossing me. They're flossing... F- oh. Flossing me of my dosh. Yeah. Um... Go get a second opinion. This is a service, you know. I think we forget far too often that these are, these people are providing a service, and if they're crap, walk away. You know, I mean, no, I know for some people it's not so easy. There are waiting lists for doctors, or waiting lists for nurses, but you know, I'm sure you could find another dentist to go get a second well, it's opinion. Not the, it's, it's like the hygienist, a... mate. The hygienist, and, and and they're ones that are there, and they're obviously thinking it's been a bit of a, a bit of a dry period. I'll get two sessions out of this moron. He obviously thinks that his teeth are that bad. Well, don't be... Yeah, but don't... Stuff. You're not being that moron, then. Don't be that moron, I mean... And she was really quite violent in there as well. There was stuff going on, and I wonder why I don't ever want to go there. Well, the warning signs are there, man. Well, I... I you know, I, I, I floss as well. She keeps saying, did you floss day? And I just, keep, I just want to say... You know, you know when you sort of have to fill out these forms of, well... For the, the drinkers still amongst us of how much you drink... <laughs> I'm sorry. My mind is going back already. What is it? Terrible erections. I do floss regularly, but I've honestly, my dog has these terrible erections. <laughs> Bad erections. We were coming, when we came out of there, we were a cry of laughter because when I was sort of saying, you know, we'd gone through all these different bits and pieces because they were what we thought were genuine concerns of our dogs. <laughs> no, let's, no, let's not go. <laughs> He's getting erections. Now, people out there are probably thinking, mate, this is the most normal thing. What, what do you think dog breath is? What do you think, you know, your dog's kind of trying to hump your leg? And I just, you know, I just thought that he was, he, he just kind of, just was too dismissive. Excuse me, my, my, my dog's got these whiskers and these long ears. Is that, is that normal? <laughs> he's, got his, he's, got his, he's got his claws. Is that, is that my cat, keeps, my cat keeps licking its fur. What's wrong? <laughs> sorry, know, sorry, man. so I interrupted. So, sorry, yeah, your dentist. So, I, uh, yeah, well, so, yeah. Get, get a second opinion. Do I, I think you know that we, we need to, and, and it's a little bit like with um, lawyers as well as how much they charge for just rubbish, really. Oh, I got a good story for you that I read yesterday. Right. So this is a story I haven't got it in front of me, no surprise. But this was a story I think you might like. This you might like it, you might not. I'll be interested in your opinion. So there's this doctor in Toronto. It's the middle of winter. It's snowing. She goes downtown in her car. She parks. Goes to the parking ticket machine puts in the money it doesn't accept the money so she can't get a parking uh, ticket to put on her car you know pay and display so she goes walks down to the next machine puts the money in that nothing same doesn't get a no ticket spews out she can't put a pay and display so she goes and does whatever she's going to do she comes back she got a parking ticket right for $31 which I think it's a, a moot point. So you have the parking ticket. You can either go fight it or just pay it. It's $31. She decides not to pay it. She decides to pull out, pull out a class action lawsuit against the city for 
the parking machines not working and how many other people have been subjected to parking tickets they didn't deserve because they couldn't get tickets out of the machines. Her ex-husband then, who was a lawyer, took the case to court and fi they filed this class action lawsuit. I'm not a lawyer, so if I get any of these details wrong, it's because I have no idea what I'm talking about. So they filed this class they filed this class action lawsuit. Don't say that or I'll sue you. They filed this class action lawsuit and they finally get before this judge and he just goes, This is a waste of time. You have to pay the court costs for wasting everybody's time. Seventy one thousand dollars. <laughs> so she's she's taken a parking ticket from thirty one dollars to seventy one thousand. And then they keep asking the judge and saying that's not fair. He goes, Of course it's fair. I don't think that this has any in is this class action lawsuit is any fair payment or of taxpayers' money or time. It's a waste of time and money, and you have to pay the court costs. Case closed. You know, it, it, it's kind of like one of those ones where they obviously thought they had such a watertight case that, that you know, and, and it would be one of those ones where they'd have all the sort of public sympathy in the world for it. Comes around and bites you in the arse like that. Well, I don't even know what they were thinking. I mean, maybe she was taking advice from her husband or something who thinks he's super lawyer, but, you know. He probably wanted her back, didn't he? And sort of thought, well, you know, I'll take on this case for you. <laughs> she doesn't have to pay his fees. Well, I don't even know what his fees are. I guess she doesn't have to pay his fees, but yeah, 71 grand. And the, and the funny thing is here, I've had parking tickets and I've had speeding fines here. You can take them to court, fight them, and they get dropped. You, it's just one of those things, yeah, that you will never, ever win. I, I uh, got a ticket the other week in, in Oxford. I was literally legging it back, knowing that I was 10 minutes over, and the guy, it's that classic scene. The guy's there, and I'm saying, don't put the ticket on the car. And he's going, it's already gone through, already gone through. And I'm thinking, well, no, it doesn't have to. Yeah, uh, you know, stop, it's, don't stop, and it's it. They've got you. It and is, but it's the electric, one, electronic ones. Once they've gone through, they've gone through, right? Yeah. So. He kept telling me that, yeah, it had gone through the system. That's it. There's nothing I could do. How much was I that just, fine? 25 quid. And if I didn't pay it within 40 days, it then goes to Doubles, 50. yeah. And, you, you know. Uh, and, and the brutal. thing is, what annoys me more about this, right, and, and, and I know it's like the classic people saying, well, get back to the thing, get back in time. It's like, well, they just gave me two hours. You can't do anything really in two hours. Walking to get into the city centre took me about half an hour from where I'd parked. Yeah, I think I think they have the old parking meters here, the old ones, you know, like in Cool Hand Luke, the ones where he's ripping the heads off the parking meters, that sort of style. I think on those ones, you used to get, you could put your money in, and then it would show the ones they had here. I think they still have some of them, the digital, and it would show you how much over your time you are. So I think there was some leeway where they could come back and say, oh, look, he's only two minutes over his time. They have they, they are literally, mate. I've I, I parked there a couple of times. They are sharking back and forth. They're just waiting. They're just looking for the weak gazelle in the herd, and they're just thinking. Oh yeah, I always remember he it being. He knows what he's doing, and he doesn't got any time, sort of like knowledge. Oh, it's actually here. brutal in England. I always remember it. How many times? Just phenomenal. Plus, there's no space to park, so it's a double whammy. You have to park. You have trouble parking, and. Uh... Oh, do you know? Do you know? When I called him a twat. He turned around to me oh, and he said, "You should have gone on the park and ride." And I just was like, and, yeah. I, and 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 the thing is, and I can't really talk about this too much because it's part of my, my job and all the rest of it. Is that I actually work for the people that he works for, and I try to flash my badge in a pathetic sort of like showing solidarity <laughs> that he might actually like think 
oh, he's one of us, and it, and it, and it just sort of grinned. No, you Go see, no, no, you know, that doesn't work for civil servants, all civil servants. It may, maybe works for cops. You're not quite there yet. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know in your mind you have the badge. <laughs> But uh, but it's yeah. brutal. I mean, I you know it's, you 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 should move here. I mean, at least we have some space. I, I, do you know what, mate? I, I would just love to be able to just go and be a lumberjack somewhere. I know that's obviously stereotypical. Canadians, you're not all lumberjacks, not all of you anyway. Not all so of them. No. French. In six years, I haven't um, met one. But there we go. <laughs> or, or or a mountain or something where I could just literally just park my big enormous um, earth killing jeep somewhere. And and the only person who's probably going to come round and, and wee on it is a raccoon. You know that that would be it. Whereas it's here, there's nowhere to park. You're literally cramming more and more people into smaller and smaller spaces. This is why you're going to end up obviously getting tickets, and when people are getting clamped, or yeah, we could go on about that for any. I think we need to get on ceiling because it's such a big whopper, and and obviously your rant about that. Do you want to do the film rant now, and then we go on to the Olympics? As a sort of yeah, topic. I can do the film rant. I've watched quite a lot of films. Um... Uh, over the past couple of weeks, I've um, I'll give you a quick rundown of films I've watched. Actually, last night with the kids, I watched Puss in Boots, which is the one spin-off from Shrek. Is that any um, good? It was actually very entertaining. Yeah, it's much better than Shrek. That's for sure. The last Shrek I saw was appalling. Oh, they just um, scraped the barrel with that franchise, weren't they? Yeah, it was good. I was laughing out loud for the first half an hour, then I started to fall asleep. But that's okay. Kids enjoyed it. Um. And they end, and they did this. I don't know who mentioned this, but if you watch any of these kids animated animated uh, movies or whatever, you know nine out of ten times they always end up with people dancing at the end. So at the end of, the, and it's amazing. I watched it with my kids. They finish this show, then all the cats are dancing right at the end, and that's it. My kids get up, they all start dancing. It's so funny. It's just so yeah, all dance. So that was good. And I watched another one the other day, Margin Call, which is all about the stock exchange failure. Failure, Kevin Spacey and um, Zachary Quinto and all that, which was okay. But yes, I did go to the movies and with Grace, and we went to see Dark Knight Returns. Um, so I was uh, I wasn't super hyped about it, but we went to see it, and I don't know I. I Everyone's been raving about it. I practically have had a death threat put out on me for telling people that I didn't really think that much of it. But I'm missing something here on the Christopher Nolan train. Uh, Christopher Nolan boat is sailing, and I'm not on it. Uh, you know, isn't it um, the, the Dark Knight Rises? Dark Knight Rises. Dark. Knight <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went to see the wrong movie. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, whatever. You know. Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Dark you're thinking Knight. of the Frank Miller thing, but that's fine. Dark Knight. Yeah, well, you know, it's very similar. If anybody's read Dark Knight Returns, you know, it's all about a, a Batman who's beyond his years and stray, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I'm just. Every, everyone was saying how what a great film it was. It was. I don't know. I just felt I didn't get the roller coaster ride that I was expecting. You know, isn't it quite long as well? Oh my god, it drags. Oh mate, yeah, drag. Does it drag on? And uh, I guess he's wrapping up a trilogy here. I'm trying not to spoil it or anything. I don't know whether you're going to go see it or what. You know, I don't want to spoil it. No, you, I don't worry, mate. No, you go for it. But you know what? I enjoy the roller coaster ride of going to these films. This one was just so self-absorbed in Batman on on being old, of giving up the cape, of you know, 
recovery, of redemption, of whatever. You know what? Just be Batman. Just get out there and just kick the crap out of people. You know, you can still be cool. In two and a half hours, I mean, he's probably Batman's on the screen for 15, 20 minutes, it felt like. You know, the rest of the time it's all Christopher Nolan walking around with a cane. Christopher Nolan getting his legs repaired. Uh, Christopher Nolan, sorry. Um, Bruce Wayne getting his legs repaired. Bruce Wayne trying to get out of a prison. Bruce Wayne doing this. Bruce Wayne. Oh, man. No. Done. Like, the second... And you know what I think one of the real problems was? The second one was so good and so entertaining. There's just no way he was going to follow it up. This one, I just just thought it was... uh, was You see, I'll be quite controversial. And I'd say the second one, I thought, wasn't that good. I thought that... um, the Joker thing and this is no disrespect to Heath Ledger but he wasn't uh, what I would like to have seen uh, the Joker I think everybody who is a Batman fan especially from the comics would have said that Alan Moore's The Killing Joke was where we've always wanted to see the Joker come from a kind of like failed comedian evil uh, lunatic kind of like you know dark edgy bit and I just didn't get that it, it just looked to me like um, Heath Ledger had a sort of post-surgery vagina strapped on his face after um, after a rather large baby was was, was delivered. I, I, I sort of I, he just that, that whole film went on for far too long as well. They didn't need to tag on the bit with the boat. Are they going to save the people on the boat? Are they not going to save the people on the boat? What are they going to do? They're going to kill the. I just thought, oh god, I don't care. Yeah, well, and that's good. Like, you know what? It's it's a double-edged sword, right? Because too many times you watch these films, and if it's a good film, or like a good superhero film, or you think, oh, I wish he could have just done more. So I'll give him credit for, you know, making, you know, you're taking the time to make a big film, big film, and you make it, you know, give it, you've got a couple of hours or two and a half hours, you, you've used it. That's fair enough. But I hear what you're saying about that boat scene at the end of the second one. Yeah, it was starting to drag a bit. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, I, I can't stand Christian Bale's, not only his bad American accent, but when he's being the Dark Knight, and he does this stupid thing, and you're just thinking, if that's your way of basically people not thinking that you're Bruce Wayne by putting on that silly accent, when you thought of all the technology that he might have, that he could basically just stick something onto his neck and do like Donald Duck or, or, or whatever. <laughs> You know, well, that's he could, it. He could, could, any voice, he could have done. Hey, dude, my, my, I have all this thousands of million pounds of technology, and I'm just going to do a very deep, dark slow. Yeah. And that just annoyed me all the way through it. And, and the other thing that also, I think I found with that whole sort of live franchise, is Chris Nolan's sort of attitude of just that, yeah, I'm doing it my way. And I just keep thinking, well, well don't, because why don't you do it the Frank Miller way? Um, when, when Frank Miller wrote a wonderful Batman thing, he did like year one, year two, and it sort of had the lovely graininess. Now, Batman didn't have all this money. He was basically a guy in a kind of like a, a kick-ass suit initially, and it sort of develops the whole way through. And, and you and, and you find realism in that. I just think the fact that he is basically running around a city, thousands of people seeing him, someone must think, that looks like Bruce Wayne. Hasn't he got the same chin and the mouth as Bruce Wayne? It's Bruce Wayne making a silly voice, you know. I just ah. yeah. Well, someone did recognise him in this one, and it's one of the police officers. But recognised him because he met him when he was a child and noticed something in his eyes. It was like, oh my god, come on! <laughs> I'm not. It's just a man in a suit. But it's like you know, it's well, you know, 
Bane was pretty good in this as a bad guy. He was pretty tough, but he just, you know, Batman, he just kicks the crap out of Batman constantly. And you're like, you know, Batman should really be kicking his ass. Really? Should be. Catwoman, she's not that bad. I can't remember even what's her name. Um, Oh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. She was all right. You know, she was okay. Um, There's no no sexiness to Anne Hathaway. She comes into my list of women that just aren't sexy. No, she's goofy. She's like the strange librarian that you think, yeah, she might be all right. Go out of her and she's dull as dishwater. <laughs> Isn't it? All, all she talks about is a kind of like how she's basically sort of putting inserts into books for the last five years. Probably, yeah. She was, like, yeah, she, she was okay, you know. But like they did pull, he did pull elements from Dark Knight Returns um, uh, in that because. She is in a, in a. Do you remember the Dark Knight Returns? Catwoman in that has a sort of young yeah. girl apprentice or whatever in that as well. So even though, so he put that in there. So there were elements in there where you know he was crossing over to the to the books, but it just seemed like he was running out of ideas. You know, yeah. um, they they all do. You see, this is the kind of like thing you know on a, on a website with sort of the Kevin Smiths and those sort of people that you you, you initially admire. And also Peter Jackson, you know, he did sort of his kind of horror movies, and then obviously did The Lord of the Rings, and then they just fade. They become too Hollywoodized, and they don't take any risks. And now I've heard that they're doing sort of a three film out of The Hobbit, which I just think is just blatant greed. You've just stretched something. Well, they have no, but you know, but to be fair, you know, for, to Peter Jackson doing Lord of the Rings, he had three massive books, and I've read the books. I mean, there's so much that you know. Yeah. There's no. I'm talking about the Hobbit. The Hobbit is the Hobbit yeah, but the Hobbit is the book, book that precedes all those. That's a separate book yeah. as well. Yeah, but he's made managed to make three films out of one book. No, they're not. They're basically. three films out of three books. No, no, no. Lord of the Rings is three films out of three books, and the Hobbit. Yeah. The Hobbit. He has basically made three films. Oh, he's doing three films of the one. Hobbit. Yeah, he's yeah. They've got enough footage, he said, to make a third. So you will get the book in three parts over. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry, Which I didn't realise that. Thinks of like greed and dragging it out. That is dragging it out. That, in fact, I'll give him a plus for dragging that one out because the Hobbit's the smallest of, out of all of those. It's only about yeah. half the size of the other books. So yeah, it's small to dragon, and there's a little yeah. bit of. Um, so, but yeah, and then you no, know, but you're right. I don't know the Christopher, but Christopher Nolan. He's obviously the guy who can do no wrong. Um, but I, but I'm not seeing that. I mean, the the where where we're bat, and you know what? And then a lot of people will use this as an argument, saying, "Well, if you wanted that Batman, why did somebody said this to me? Well, if you want that Batman, why don't you go watch um, Val Kilmer? You know." But I wanted more action. Oh, I, I, see. I wanted. Yeah, I know that was fighting talk. I would have got it. Well, he should have been. More, he should have been more insulting and say, "You should go to the George Clooney because George Clooney was far worse." Yeah. In fact, George Clooney spends most of the, the last film, the terrible Joel Schumacher film. Where everything was in a day glow kind of like nightmare. Um, smirking his way through the whole thing out of the sheer embarrassment of it. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, but he. No, where are the new toys? He has this new flying machine called the Bat, which is, you know, whatever. It just doesn't look as though it should ever fly. He the gi- flying machine called the Bat? Yeah, he gives Catwoman his motorcycle. And you know, in the second movie, do you remember when it turns the corner, the wheels suddenly revolve round or whatever, so it can turn the corner? And when you see that in the second film, you're like, "Oh, that was pretty neat." But you only get a glimpse of it, right? 
but you see, that's enough. That's all you need, a glimpse of it. You go, wow, that was pretty neat. Well, of course it was pretty neat, because he decided to put it in every five seconds in there. So, oh, it's turning around the corner again. Oh, it's doing the spinning wheels thing again. It's like, come on, man. You're milking this for everything it's got. So, anyway, I wasn't impressed. Mark's out of ten. Four. Wow. <laughs> and you're normally quite positive and generous about everything. Yeah, not this Four. one. No, well, I just think I just could have provided you so see, the, much. You see, the sad, sad thing about all this is that the first film, the first Batman film it did, was, was brilliant, I thought. It kind of put Bruce Wayne in his kind of gritty bit. It, it, all his training, all the rest of it, you can kind of believe it. you know. And I thought he actually was going well with it. Yeah, four. Wow. There we go. Yeah. You know what? And I'm I'm in a minority. I got absolutely crucified by people at work for it. You know, but I don't care. Yeah, those people, they're obviously easily pleased. Well, there's, there's like, uh, and there's, you know, seal clapping morons is the phrase that I've <laughs> adopted from you last, the last uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck them a fish, yeah. and they'll be clapping all day. But it's, this, but it, like I said, you know, I'm missing the boat because I watched, it, you know, Inception. Everybody was ranting and raving about Inception. All right, you know what? It was pretty clever, I guess. But I walked away to say, like, whatever. You know, I think I'm getting. Oh, yeah, that too film l- kind of lost itself up its own bottom, didn't it? I don't know whether I'm just not devoting the energy into watching these films that they need. But you know, if a film can't grab me and carry me, then you know it needs to grab me and carry me and take me to wherever it's supposed to be taking me. If it gra- it doesn't grab me, and well, I end up dragging behind with you know still got my foot outside the bus door, shouting to the driver, "Can you please open up? <laughs> I've lost my shoe." <laughs> <laughs> it's just. A- it ain't working for me. <laughs> I like that imagery. I just want to go. No, no, you're just good. I just want to go. You know. Excuse me. That, 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 this... that imagery just reminds me of Mark when we made the fatal mistake of going on a package holiday. Uh, we didn't know where we were going. It was one of those kind of last minute, before last minute came. We went to Grand Canaria and we're all on a bus. It's, a, it's like one in the morning. There's all these sort of like couples there and there, there, there's me and Mark looking like the gay couple we were going past more and more horrendous looking hotels just praying that it wasn't going to be us and then they'd go Jones and and, uh, and Smith and the couple would go out and we'd all look at their hotel and go thank god that isn't us and they would get their bags and miserably go off into the darkness and then we'd get to the next place and you know there'd be like the sign hanging off on like one chain and rubbish and god knows what and dogs fighting and cats screaming and all the rest of it and then it would be yeah uh, Mr. St- uh, Mr. Allison, Mr. Stapleton, and then me and Mark look at each other, and everybody else would go, "Oh my God, they've got the worst place." And then we'd go, off. and that, yeah, yeah, that, that's a little bit like, yeah, you just want to get off, just yeah. want to get off. And I, and I, and I don't have any qualms, mate. If I'm sitting into a film, and I just think this isn't going anywhere. I, I think now I'd actually go. Do you know what? I don't count. Yeah, I can't bring myself. To, I haven't walked out of a movie. I don't think I can't. I don't know whether. I don't know whether I would. Yeah, maybe. Why, the last yeah, film I'm, I'm getting that. close to doing that. I tell you, I haven't got time for it. Yeah, and it's so expensive I, I to go to the cinema that is, you know, you really have to do your research, or you know, I don't know. So, anyway, yeah. So I, 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 I'm missing that one. You know, I don't know. Not, not no, for me. So that's uh, that's what uh, my opinion of the Dark Knight was not great. Um, so. Let's move on, shall we? 
Yep. Off movies. Oh, I tell you what. Can we just cover some gaming? We didn't really. We said we cover gaming, and we never cover gaming. So can we just do a quick piece on gaming? Have you been playing, doing any gaming? I have. Yeah, I've been playing a, a number of various different uh, bits and bobs, really. Um, you know, I was telling you about my sort of like thing about the uh, uh, Tom Clancy's Las Vegas, that one and two. Yep. I really got. In, I really got into those. And I've kind of really got into this whole thing now, and I'm a PlayStation Plus kind of man, and there's a lot of games now that you can sort of download for, for nothing. There was a very good selection of games for you to download last month, I saw. Yeah, there has been. It's been, um, gosh, I have to like now think and try and remember all the different stuff I've been playing. Um, I'm just going to hop back a little bit, because I've also been downloading a lot of free games that you get on the um, iPad as well for, for Apple. There's one very simple game where you're this little panda in a cannon and you have to fire rockets or, or, or cannons at your opponent. It's the simplest thing, but it's, it's incredibly addictive. You can play people around the world, and I was playing that. Then there was another game that's kind of like uh, a little bit like a quake sort of thing. But the problem is no one wants to play me because I haven't built up any sort of kudos or any sort of reputation, i.e. I'm just going to be an easy kill. I go onto these like games and I'm looking at it and my sort of things are 49. Everyone else is on about 500 on their experience points and they kick me out. Oh. And I'm thinking, well, how can I, how can I join in on this? So I'm just sitting there and I'm, I had about 10 people all lined up and they all started dropping off, dropping off, and then there was just me just wandering around the, the set, as it were, on my own. Because no one wants to fight me because I'm obviously just seen as, <laughs> well, as pointless. That's a very sad and pathetic image. It's an it is. It is. So is that, um, is that a game on the iPad or is that in the PlayStation? Yeah, it's a game on the iPad. Well, there's it's, your problem. Well, well no, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's all Apple snobs, isn't it? So, yeah. It's basically a gosh, no. I bet he has a gosh, no. special, uh, the Wi-Fi version. He's got the cheap, cheap plug-in, whatever it is. How do you know if someone's a Mac user? Don't know. They'll tell you. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that that's another conversation for another. That's day, another conversation in itself, for sure. So, well, so try and what can you? What have you been playing on the PlayStation? Oh, so so sorry. Yeah, let me go back. So I've been doing my my Arkham Asylum, swinging around pointlessly from place to place. Uh, I've been t- t- doing that a bit. Uh, I uh, I've, I've started downloading because they they've got loads of um, the GTA games that you. The story of Gay Tony or whatever, and all that bits and pieces. So I've got those. What's that, Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm quite staggered by the amount of stuff that they are actually doing on that. All right, but have you actually been playing anything? <laughs> have I been playing anything? I'm just trying to remember, mate. You, you, you tell me yours, and then I'll try and remember what I actually have been because it's a bit of a blur. Yeah, well, actually, we got hold of. Oh, you know what? It's non-stop Batman because you're playing Arkham Asylum. We Stan and I got hold of Lego Batman too. And if you've, I don't know if you've ever played a Lego. Superhero yes. game like Lego Indiana Jones or Lego Batman, or they're great games, and particularly they're they're, they're good if you've got the. But it comes a bit formulaic after a while, doesn't it? Oh, they're very formulaic. But I tell you what, they don't have hit that OCD itch if you need to collect stuff and all that. It's oh, fantastic, God. but they're great fun with the kids because Stan and I can play together. You know, the two of you are on the screen playing together, figuring out, working together on puzzles and stuff. So we got Lego Batman too. We finished the whole thing in a week. Um, so that was pretty, in a week. Yeah, we just hammered it. So that was good. Um, been playing a bit of Gears of War three. 
uh, co-op online. That's okay. It's starting to wear a bit thin once you get to the third. Because I played Gears of One One with you. I remember co-op. Yeah, that was fun. Um, it, this is fun. This was good. We had played some online as well, my cousin and I. Um, so I've been playing a bit of that. It's not bad. And um, what else did I pick up? Oh, I've been playing some online poker on the Xbox, which is okay. Uh, you know, lots of little things. Um, You're not downloading the big sort of things then? I don't download much. I download a few the odd things here and there, but generally I'll buy a game. I, I would like to have a collection, so I've got, you know, I've got my case with all the discs all over. I quite like the, just adding to that, you know. I usually stop by the game store and, you know, $10, $15, I'll pick up a game every week, so... I've been. Uh, I, I I revisited um, Journey again, which I kind of think is is to me a sort of a fairly religious experience playing that game. I, I don't know if other people sort of find that. I think it's something that was such a clever idea that once you played it a couple of times, you think you could have really developed this. There's a bit where you'll you'll come across with other players and they'll be on it, and you sort of think, "Let's work together. I'll show you." But you always get a couple of people that just say, "Oh no, no, I, I know what I'm doing." You don't have to follow me, and they literally get killed by the big kind of like snake dragon that's flying in the sky. And you sort of, you know, you can make your one little noise to sort of let them be aware, you know, that you're you're trying to help them, and they shouldn't go out underneath the little uh, safe little uh, barriers that are there. So I've gone back to that, and I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, um, I've got to give that a go. And funny, just did you um, play that Lara Croft in the? Because that was on for PlayStation Plus. Lara Croft and the Guardian I, I didn't, of Light. Mate. You should really get that because that's the same. Yeah, I'm not saying I haven't played Journey, so I can't tell you whether it's the exact. But what I really enjoyed about that is that whole game is based around working with someone else. You can play the whole game on your own, but it's much more fun to play with someone else. And I played that, and you're fi- figuring out ways to get through all the way. And I played that where I couldn't talk. The other guy didn't have a microphone, or I didn't have a microphone. So the only way we could communicate was with the guns, like firing once, firing twice for no, or point, pointing <laughs> in directions. But it was really, really fun. You know, it just made for a really good experience. Well, this, this is, I, I would say, it, musically and idea-wise, is probably one of the most left-field but most enchanting games that you'll play. I mean, I, I, I was blitzing my way through all the Uncharted. I literally did all of them, all three in a big kind of like month-long played that one right go to the next one play that one love those um, just thought they were really well scripted and, and, and set out um, and I've also sort of re evaluated the whole try before you buy thing like I remember the old Mafia game Mafia 1 was alright downloaded Mafia 2 got so bored of running around and the terrible control system that they've got on that where you're swinging punches like a moron um, I played a bit of I'm Alive that was another sort of like download trial just rubbish again you know in certain games if you can't get the, the, the controls sort of done within sort of you know 5-10 minutes and to me it's just like pfft, I just ditch them yeah yeah well yeah. And you know what I think you have to resign yourself as well to p- ploughing through games and you know I, I'm at a stage now where I'll buy a game and I play it for 5 or 10 minutes and if I don't like it I'll just move on. I, I'm not so much forcing myself, you know, oh, I've paid money for this, I'm going to have to... I don't pay full back, you know, I'll pick up... I Like, I picked up Crisis 2, you know, for $14, you know, which is... 
you know, a few beers, right? Three pints in the park yeah. in the bar. So I just look at it like that. You know, I played it for an hour, two hours. I haven't gone back to it. I'm not really that interested. Will I lose any sleep if I don't finish it? No. Move on to the next one. You know. Yeah. So. And I think that's the thing, mate. That you just become a lot more. Uh, I don't know. Not. I wouldn't say blasé, but just like, well, it hasn't grabbed me, and I can't really be asked. You know. Yeah, and then I'll and go. I can't really be asked for all the trophy thing either. I'm not really bothered about the special gun. No, and I'll, then Next. I'll go put twenty, twenty-five hours in with Bat Lego Batman Two, which we ended. I didn't even buy. We rented it from the library, so that was a win-win, right? You know. Yeah. So, buy some serious ass. Yeah. So okay, that's gaming in a nutshell. I guess, unless you have anything, Dad. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna continue downloading stuff. Lara Croft, Guardian of Light. Try it. You'll like it. Right. It's good. Okay. Uh, Give it a go. Yeah, it's not like normal Tomb Raider at all. It's completely different from what you're used to. So. Okay. Uh, Fair enough, mate. Yeah. Uh, okay. So where are we now? Um, Olympics. Olympics. <laughs> The big topic, and we're already at what are we? We're at forty-eight minutes already. Well, well um, if we push over, we push over. And can I just sorry? I know you're gonna, you're probably gonna yeah. run with. Oh, actually, we could probably both run with this. I've got a little bit of an opinion, but uh, can I start with the, talking about the opening ceremony? Of course. Very impressed. Yes, wonderfully eccentric. I thought it was very eccentric, very entertaining. Slightly troubling. <laughs> some parts. Well, the industrial bit <laughs> no, I, got a little bit troubling. Well, I like the industrial part. So did some part. of the acting. And then the industrial part, to me, that, you know, the engineer inside me sort of went, yeah, that's pretty good, good, I like that. Yeah, look at them. I like the effects, the way they're melting that metal or, you know, whatever. Um, I was very disappointed, mate, with the amount of people who didn't know who Wisdom Bard Kingdom Brunel was. And they, they were sort of thinking, who's Kenneth Branagh? Why has he got a strange beard on? Why has he got a cigar on? And I thought, He's he's one of the most famous engineers in the world, and no one knows who he is. No, well, the amount of people who didn't know who he was, yeah. I thought was shocking. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you know. I thought also some of the acting, I have to say, was shocking. You know that kind of amateur dramatic. Oh look, what is that up there? <laughs> and everybody, everybody, everybody's looking all together and then pointing. Oh yes. And then you're, you're thinking, you know, they're obviously all trying to outdo each other and get a bit more camera time by over accentuating. I, I thought that was very funny. Um, yeah, well, that's you, I suppose you have to expect that. It's a cross between theatre, isn't it? You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I thought the um, <clears throat> I thought the whole idea of them making the rings and then building them up into sort of you know the uh, the five rings was was a very clever idea and all the 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 the, the, the whole industrial sort of side like something out of Terminator, you know. Yeah. Terminator 2 and they go into that industrial bit and all the you know molten lava and whatever it is is in there like that that was pretty good like the Arctic Monkeys I thought they were very tight I thought that worked really well I thought Paul McCartney really... should just give up right? oh mate he looked like your embarrassing granddad he's going I'm just going to sing one more song and then everybody sort of endearingly listens to him but he looks like thinking, an old oh, woman geez. now he does can we just get another point out there as well to the masses is that if you're the kind of bloke that thinks that you should have hair dye you know if you're going to try and pretend that at 70 you don't have grey hair then there's something mentally wrong with you because that stuff is never ever ever going to make you look like you're younger we're always going to know because of the strange colouring a little bit like fake blood in films that it's fake Mm. you can't hide that and when he had that swaggering kind of like gooseneck going on and 
he's there like and I don't want to mean because the man is, is, is a legend bless him but there's a time to say enough's enough and to put him in a home yeah but you know what the man's a legend and you still you get this a feeling that when you see him he's just something a little bit smarmy about him I don't know yeah he's a bit smug yeah it's the two thumbs up isn't it yeah I don't know what it is you know Um, I always thought he was at his best when he had a beard he had a cool edge when he had a beard and then he just sort of went back to kind of like looking like I don't know he has these sort of wandering eyes doesn't he and this sort of strange pouty things he does with his mouth he's a bit weaselly isn't he yeah he is but the, the, the thing was is that he's a little bit like the red arrows they just turn up for the opening of an envelope it's like he turns up for everything now it's just like mate you're not you're, you're losing a bit of your mystique if you're turning up to every single thing that's on well I didn't even just, I didn't just, yeah I agree with that and I didn't understand either why he was playing Hey Jude you know oh, could, well, really the start the went wrong didn't catalog, it they couldn't have picked anything that would have been a bit more it just <sighs> Mate, turned into a loving it's like no yeah. you know it shouldn't be a loving get something that's really going to rock the place and you know yeah yeah I know. I, I I felt sorry for him because like, he kind of missed his cue, and everybody was already singing the la di da da bit, and he was trying to obviously do the song properly. Well, I don't know if he missed his um, cue. I think somebody screwed up there with the um, with running back, you know, because he's obviously going to be hearing one thing. It's difficult in a stadium, isn't it, to get the sound right, you know, in terms yeah. of delay and all that well, sort of stuff. But yeah, but mate, the, the Arts and Monkeys came on and they were as tight as a gnat's chuff. Well, that's because somebody figured he, out he what they He comes on and he loses his neck. Yeah. You know, so. That neck as well, you know, swinging about a bit. Honestly, it was like something that I was discarding at my Christmas dinner. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know the scene in The Simpsons that we sort of love, the bit where um, Homer goes to, to go and pick up his, his, his father and there's a little gra- a little old man who comes to the window of the car where Homer's sitting in the car and goes, <laughs> hello, hello, and then Homer just basically winds up the window. And goes, yeah. And you just get that. That's what needed to happen there, really. He was kind of like this enthusiastic old giffer, and you just need to wind the window up on him. Yeah. Really. Bless him. So, but, you know, but that but distracts really. I, li- I, I knew that I would end up watching it, and I... I actually, one of the things I like the most is just when the athletes, oh yeah, this is the rant I wanted to have, I've just remembered now, is all the athletes walking in. So all the athletes are walking in, they're coming in representing their country, walking behind the flag bearer. What is it with people wearing headphones around their necks? You know, it's one minute where maybe, just maybe you could leave your headphones in your bag. You know, and it's yeah. the same with professional soccer players. I used to see this when I'm watching Premier League games. You're on the bed. You're not. You're not playing. I get it. All right. You're not suited up. You're not playing the game today. You're behind the team. Take your headphones off. Right. Really. You paid a lot of money. You only got to work for ninety minutes here. You know. Just represent. Just take your headphones off. I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. No, I, I don't, mate. I think you know that. If you are doing that sort of representation, you should sort of think, yeah. I, 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 I didn't get that. I, I kind of there's a lot of things that I didn't didn't really get. I didn't get um the strange text message of boy meets girl kind of weirdness. That that was a bit bizarre. I didn't get that bit. Well, maybe we're it. too old to get that. You know, I think we're not the only audience. So no, but it just was sort of 
two chavs kind of like texting each other. I thought, well, hopefully we've got <laughs> yeah. slightly more cultural aspects to us than, than that, you know. Um, I uh, I also sort of felt <clears throat> that the Mr. Bean thing, although it was incredibly bit bit cheesy or whatever, was just inspired really because there's so many things that are done straight lace, and just to have him there. Plung in the key to to um, the chariots of fire music. I thought was 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 inspired. I like that. Yeah, I see. I love now the, I, I didn't love the find bikes that flying. very funny, but I've never been a fan of Mr. Bean. But I can tell you over here, he is universal, isn't he? He's massive. Like everyone was just like, oh, Mr. Bean, Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they love Mr. Bean here. I'm just like that's Rowan yeah. Atkinson. To me, he's Rowan Atkinson. He's not Mr. Bean. Like as soon as I see yeah. him, you know, um, there's so much more. That I think he should be renowned for, but over here it's Mr. Bean, like. Yeah, I feel sorry for that because he's obviously done the Blackadder stuff. Yeah, the I feel it, very but... sorry for him. And but they had to the, find something that would, would translate. Millions mate. of dollars he's made from Mr. Bean. Yes. Yeah. How does but he, they needed does something that was going to be night? universal, though. You have to remember that it wasn't going to be political. It wasn't going to be whatever. They had to have something that French would find funny. Oh no, I understand uh, that. No, I'm just saying. You know what? It's just whatever. Yeah. I, I thought the bikes. I loved the bit where one of them just took off into the. I had no idea what I had to do with anything, but I just thought it just looked. Well, that was the amazing. doves, wasn't it? That was the instead of using. Oh, the releasing the doves, of the doves. They, they released doves on bicycles. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I thought the Olympic that, torch that was works. pretty good. Yeah, I, I, the thing I have to comment on is the um, the blue stealing of David Beckham. David Beckham goes to kind of Colbert when when he's doing it. He's giving that Roger Moore model pose of looking into the distance, and he did that for the whole journey. On I don't know if you had it because Canada had. I think you you guys got to see everything in America. They just kept bombarding adverts, so the poor guys there were missing massive chunks because it was just sort of cutting in, cutting in to another advert. I mean, if you've ever watched the Super Bowl oh, yeah. in America, I was staggered that it's literally every minute and then there's an advert. There's a bit of a throw and then there's an advert. And I, and I, I kept thinking, how can anybody watch this? How can anybody watch this sport with the amount of advertisements on it? No, it's, it's practically unwatchable. And one of the things they do here, they're, they're, it's half and half here. We do have some un, we have some uh, channels where there's no uh, adverts. We have other ones where it's brutal. But one of the things that Grace and I found very early on when we moved here is don't watch a movie on TV because what they'll do is you'll what they'll they'll start the movie, you watch it for half an hour, and then they have an advert. You're like, oh yeah, that's not so bad or whatever, and they have some adverts. Then they watch. Then they let you watch twenty minutes, and then they have some adverts, and then they let you watch fifteen minutes, and then you have some adverts, and before you know, it, you get to the end, and you let you watch ten seconds, and then they have some adverts, and they stretch the last half hour because they can stretch it out for an hour and a half. Oh. It's unbelievably brutal. They they suck oh, you in. So yeah, um, and it's normally they they do the cuts really at the most ridiculous points in film as well. But we digress because there's, there's there's stuff obviously obviously on the on the Olympics. So we've we've got the opening ceremony, and I think generally the feedback from everyone was it was it was very positive. Um, I thought it was a good setup. Um, I um, obviously on sporting events there's obviously been loads and loads of various different things, but different sort of things stick out for me on it. Um, Mo Farah um, obviously uh, great in the ten thousand meters, but I don't know if you saw saw that event where. 
he went to celebrate and he was on the floor kissing the floor and I think it was a a man from Switzerland came and puked next to his head. Um, so he's rolling around on the floor, and we're all going, don't go to the sick, don't go to the sick, he's going to go to the sick. And, and then the guy actually tries to sort of get him up and, and move him away from, from the sick. That was one of my sort of like crowning moments. Um, I think uh, the, 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 the whole way that the, the Olympics has been done, I think, has been an incredibly positive thing for, for the UK. And I have to say um, that our tabloids and our kind of our... British self-depreciation on everything has has been our Achilles heel because it's absolutely been superb. I went to I couldn't get tickets. I went into the first second. I think I ranted about this in the last one. You did. Men and in I got Lycra. tickets for the yeah. Got the resting tickets. And you get on the train. It was easy to do. People were giving you ice creams at, at the at the station. Um, they were saying, "Sir, it's this way. You come along." Blah blah blah. And I just was staggered. The the friendliness. <laughs> and the sort of, it was honestly mate it was absolutely bizarre because normally you get there well it is yeah I just see it being bizarre and then you know back to Monday morning or oh, you get off the train <laughs> <laughs> someone yeah, exactly someone making sure that you can't get that last little excuse space me the where, where, which platform do I need for the 420 to Winchester shut your face it's over there platform <laughs> three now fuck off <laughs> <laughs> it will. There's a thing that they're they're hoping they can keep this kind of positiveness. They um, but it will won't. be, mate. It'll be like I just want to go there. Shut up, <laughs> you know. And, and people pushing you out of the way, or you know, you standing on the wrong side of the the, 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 the escalator, and someone just shoving you out of the way. You know, the typical kind of like thing that normally happens. But that's why they but say, for- you know, what England needs a war again, right? You know, that's when they're all <laughs> rooting together underneath the arches. You know, protect themselves from Jerry bombing them from above ooh there was nothing like it in a time of war you know starving children and people with limbs blown off but you know we were happy yeah well it, it's it's it's. I think it has sort of galvanised and, and, and brought lots of people together I don't and, and this is the thing and I hate to do the negative side of this but um, having been to Sydney just after they had the Olympic Games there it's like an enormous vacuum and I do worry that that kind of feel good factor and everybody getting very much into it will sort of go I mean even in the Paralympics all of the tickets have, have sold out for that which is quite staggering um, because normally you know you get about three people like watching some poor guy trying to like do the do basketball or whatever but that's all been sold out what's, the, um, what's that then what's the Paralympics well the Paralympics is, is Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's that's normally the question, mate, isn't it? You know, people if, don't think about that. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think it's one of the things that, to be honest, and you you wouldn't have got this, but one of the things that's really annoyed me about this Olympics is not only the tickets, which was a disaster, um, and not only that it seemed that the royal family seemed to be put into a very advantageous uh, ballot because they seem to be at everything. Um, I think that's completely unfair. I think the French had the right idea of the royal family, but that's another discussion for another time. Um, but they were there on everything. Um, and I applied for everything, man, and got nothing. But anyway, but the thing that annoyed me more than that, and is my minor rant, and it's a positive sort of rant, is that people that were getting bronze medals were somehow sort of classed as sort of, you know, complete, well, yeah, you got bronze. Right. I was like, no, no, they've just got a bronze. That's, that's good, isn't it? They're the third best in, in, in the world. Isn't that a good thing? And it was sort of this dismissiveness of the presenters. She's looking very disappointed there. She's got a bronze. But, and literally our egos 
have gone from sort of not expecting us to do anything to us having this gold rush and I, I think everyone can fairly say we didn't expect ourselves to do half as well as we did um, people moaning about getting a bronze so that's good isn't it what's happened to coming third what's wrong with that I'm not third best in anything you third best in anything <laughs> I was trying to think actually what I, would, I could actually, possibly answers on, on a postcard what could Jeremy be third best at <laughs> Third best in his house at bad erections. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think I'd win that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought that was just a strange sort of thing. Well, that was, I think you have a, you know, maybe with the commentators, I think there's a real problem with commentators and sports interviewers um, who just had trying to get the edge on everyone else you know everyone's trying to get the edge i'm edgy or whatever you know i'll ask the bad questions and you know the sportsmen because sports so a lot of sportsmen you know i there's nothing better than eric Cantona kicking some fan in the head that was you know fantastic you know finally yeah. someone, had, should be someone had had enough you know there's no there's yeah. no god-given right to be rude to anyone and there's no god-given right by by sports presenters to you know to to um be jerks you know no one should be a jerk should they um, well no I, I think that they they sort of feel if they if they do a kind of like and I, I never got this this is somebody who who has been lauded here then everywhere which is Michael Parkinson for asking the edgy questions it's, like, it's not just asking the just asking a question you know anyway that's a different topic he's an imbecile but yeah I, I think there's a certain thing where they have to ask about the drug taking or the such and such or they have to bring a negative sort of element into it which it which it doesn't need yeah and, and might, this is a minor surface, if that's an issue let it be an issue don't talk about it till, till it is an issue yeah exactly the, the, there's a funny story over here that the, the, the French were thinking that we were cheating in the cycling they they couldn't understand why we were doing so well in in, in the cycling and they were blaming it on on our technology and saying that we've got far superior technology and we have better wheels. Now, they said this to Sir Chris Hoy, you know, and they sort of said, why are they sort of making this big deal? And he said, well, the, the weird thing is, is that our wheels are actually made in France. <laughs> so, so, so I, don't, I don't know why they're saying that because, you know, and he said everybody's on a level playing field because everybody has the same bikes now. Everyone buys our bikes, but, you know, the wheels are developed in France and made there. Um, but yeah, I, I I think overall, you know, I think a lot of people take an awful lot from from this Olympics. Another sort of fond memory that I've got is John Inverdell. He's a he's a, a, a presenter over here. Actually, him breaking down in tears um, because two guys from our team, uh, from the rowing team, got uh, a silver, and they're in tears because they felt they'd let everybody down. And he he was in tears um, about the whole thing. And it harks back to I thought, well, they've won a silver. Yeah, it's pretty you know. good. Oh, one of the yeah. things I did here, or I don't know where I was reading or whatever, Sir, Steve, Sir Stephen Redgrave's trying to get on the publicity bus every chance he can. I don't know, did you hear about that or notice that? Yeah, he's he's been um, massively um, in, in the games. Uh, his point of view has been asked for everything. And unfortunately, Chris, Chris Hoy, or fortunately, Chris Hoy, who's also been knighted, um, He's now beaten Steve Redgrave's record of sort of five gold medals. He's he's got six now, um, and he's obviously going to be the next big thing. He's probably going to retire, and he'll he'll replace poor old Steve, 
um, as the greatest <laughs> <Steve>. Olympian. <laughs> good old Steve. I actually met Steve Redgrave as well. He's a nice bloke. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. I, 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 I do. I think he is a genuinely nice bloke. But yeah, he has been sort of carted out there, here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, I guess, the other I guess thing he would be, wouldn't you? So. The other thing I have to have a minor rant on, and they do this so many times in sports, they get some legend, and they put him in front of a TV, and he can't speak any English whatsoever, or he or she. They literally put, they had some Russian um, gymnast, and they're interviewing her, and she literally could say about three words in English. Um, and I've seen this so many times in other sports where they get like a, a Frenchman, a French rugby player, mm-hmm. and they get him in front of the thing, and he's just going, yes, 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 he's good. And then the presenter saying, "So could you just develop on that? And what did you feel about that 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 try? So it's been it's good, it's good, great. Don't don't put them on if they don't know any English. And you should be knowing this by the time you've had discussions with them. Don't put them on there. It doesn't matter if they've got some kudos because they got a gold medal 20 years ago. Don't be putting them on there because it's just embarrassing. You just have these presenters trying to then drag out interviews that are going nowhere because this person has got about one syllable and that's yes or no. That's it." Yeah, I'll tell you what's That's funny if you point. watch over here. Um, they have uh, the Premiership, when they're doing the Premiership shows on TV over here. They have your typical uh, Canadian presenters, you know. And then in added extra time, he had a PK kick, and that shouldn't have been allowed. And, you know, man, they should have taken a scrimmage there back 50 yards. But, you know. Um, but they also every panel they have and they did it through the Euros and they'll do it here for the Premier League or whatever they have to pull in uh, a a legend from the game from England you know and they bring the most obscure backwater footballer who has you know disappeared from the game ten years ago (laughs) I go in the Euros but he's cheap honestly I was surprised in the Euros I'm watching the Euros and I go is that and it is. It's Darren Anderton. You know, the guy was never there. <laughs> Sick note. Yeah, he was injured all the time, wasn't he? <laughs> I was like, and he couldn't speak. He's got. He speaks out the side of his mouth. He can't talk anyway. You know, it's, it was just bizarre. It's like that is the best you can do. Oh, mate, I know. It is funny. I mean, you, I, you go for cheap and cheerful, don't you? Sometimes. I guess. Yeah, they just like you know. Darren Anderson used to play for Tot- Tottenham Hotspurs. Uh, with us in the studio, it's just like, well, uh, you, you know what, really. We had on, on on the commentator thing. We had a commentator at the wrestling, and um, he was an American, and he had one of the most irritating voices. Okay, right, everybody, right, we're gonna go on. There's a second touchdown, a third, whatever. And in between him having that, I had to the left of me, I had the the Chuck Bradleys that we call them just shouting USA USA all the time <laughs> and, and and one guy who just kept standing up he had his USA thing on his Levi jeans his big stars and stripes flag that he just kept standing up just from the bit when they were all coming and I wanted to see who was who standing up with his big flag man you know, and in typical sort of English fashion, I mean, we had no idea what the rules were. We didn't know when they chuck a sort of like a little brick in, it's contesting the uh, the call. Um, we didn't know that, you know, that um, if they push them outside a little bit like sumo, if they push them outside the ring, you get a point for that. But so but surely we got to get to, to understand it. And it went from men rolling around with each other to kind of like an actual skill. I'd say I, I, I was converted to, 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 to obviously thinking that it wasn't just a kind of 
a Greek thing, and actually, it's it, it was it was um, being done 500 years before the, the birth of Christ. So, in a kind of like license, men can roll around with each other Greek <laughs> way. Um, I don't even want to know where we can go with this. Um, uh, the the you know it's become this kind of like quite a major thing, but we didn't have any. There was no Brits in it. No, well then no, but the Americans Canadian, take their wrestling pretty seriously in college and high school, yeah. right? So we just had Big Daddy, didn't we? And John Ace. Yeah, I don't think that's the same sort of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking that if we had some of those guys on there, they could have done all right. Well, <laughs> they have like they have like the fifty-five kilogram like thing, and these guys are literally midgets. They come on and they're just muscle like little like bull terriers. They they come on and they do their bit, um, and the Russians were dominating uh, quite considerably in it, and and sort of Turks and Iranians and stuff. Um, but yeah, mm. so but it's, it's, uh, it was good to go to. I mean, I was quite jealous actually. I was thinking I would like to go. To, you know, I've never been to an Olympic, so. I suppose it's it was, mate. The whole experience, I have to say, and the whole professionalism, it was very refreshing. I, I, I you know, we were joking earlier about the, the typical sort of British rail tube drivers and such and such, but um, they were all wonderful. Yeah. I have to say, and people have really are. I think there's been a hopeful, and I don't know how long this will last because we'll just go back to rain and misery, but we we kind of have a, a positive thing. We've been winning at something. It's, it's a different thing to actually be winning at stuff. To be the winners. Mm. Oh yeah, I like looking it. at the medal table. I was absolutely flabbergasted. Third. I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, "Where did that come from?" So yeah. you know, yeah, well done. Very, so uh, that's good. Yeah. That is, it has been good, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, you know, we've got the closing ceremony um, at nine o'clock tonight. So um, that will be interesting to see how they they finish everything. Mm. Um, yeah, it's been good. Well, I'm glad. Good to feedback. Hear. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're well over. We're, should we start wrapping up? Yeah. Um, first thing I want to do about wrapping up, a couple of things just to, just to point out. One, um, I'm going to be away next weekend, so I might try and see if I can get to a machine, but if not, it'll be two weeks' time. Um, oh, got an email from Darren. Uh, thank you very much, Darren. Um Actually, my Skype is saying no microphone detected. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, got an email from Darren, but I unfortunately I haven't got it in front of me. But I know Darren was ranting about drivers and, and whatnot, but he gave us some feedback for the show. Thanks very much, Darren. appreciate that. And um, what else was I going to say? I've forgotten now. We we're probably going to run down what we can discuss next week oh yeah that's what Darren was also because Darren is BBC and works on production so he had some input on the sound quality um, we are trying to work on getting that Cheap. sorted out but <laughs> neither of us neither of us are experts on that um, we'll just we'll try and get it better as we go you know we are looking into that so um, cool so yeah just uh, whatever um, what else mate what am I missing? Yeah, for, well, obviously we won't be speaking next week, but um, just a big thank you. Hopefully people are tuning in. Do do send emails. Do let us know if you've got any particular uh, rant that you would like us to, to discuss. Um, I think, you know, that uh, what we'll also probably try and do is, is have news topics. There's a lot of stuff going on at the moment, which in a sensitive way probably isn't, 
something you should rant about but we've had a, quite a few abductions of children here and I want to rant about the people that do that yeah you know what I've uh, taken to reading um, UK news on the BBC pretty much daily again I stopped doing it a, a while back because I just found it too depressing um, but now I've actually coming at it from a different angle. I'm just fascinated at how screwed up it is. You know, every time it's just I, I usually do it in terms of I put the pull the BBC UK website up and I say to myself, right, how many of the top five stories are going to be thoroughly depressing? How many out of those five? And usually it's three or four, and one of them involves and t- and two involve murder and children. Yes, either people murdering children or children murdering other people so it's um yeah because you had that poor girl's disappearance right this week tia yeah tia or something yeah 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 Yeah. things like it took the police four occasions to go to the house to find the body yeah i mean yeah anyway we'll we'll discuss that in more detail the next time And, and and obviously it's a horrendous tragic event but i just think that you know, it needs. There'll be some serious discussions, I think, as well, mixed in with the the, the, the lighter moments as well. Good. I look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Don't worry. Listeners. What we're doing is we'll be I'll selling steer- T-shirts <laughs> with, with with razor blades in them. I'll right. be steering us away from those ones. Don't worry. So, okay. So the website. Um, um, actually, we got to get the we didn't get the last episode up on the website, but I'll get that one up there today. Yeah. And then I'll um, go up and this one. Will, hopefully, this one. Yeah, this one will be up soon. Um, emails: Fraser at transatlanticrants dot com. Jeremy at transatlanticrants dot com. Uh, send us an email. Leave us a review on iTunes. So far, only my mother has re- reviewed us on iTunes. I'm suspiciously <laughs> thinking it's not her. I have my I don't doubts. Know who that could be. I have my doubts. Yeah, who could it be? <laughs> yes. So and uh, okay. yeah, and then we'll get back. We'll see if I can somehow wangle an episode next week because I think we need to play catch up. Um, yes, We've got to keep the momentum. Yeah. Um, I'll see if I can figure out. I know my uh, my family up in the middle of nowhere now has um, high speed broadband to their cottage. So, <laughs> oh bless it, technology uh, roughing it in the backwaters. I call that, you know. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to enjoy myself. Um, thank you very much, Jeremy. I'm going to go and pleasure myself. Thank you very much, everybody. Are you okay? Watch out for that dog. <laughs> Sorry, learnt it. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're well over, so um, cool. you're, you're, uh, we'll get onto this and we'll get it up, and um, we'll catch up with you soon. Smash it! All right, thanks, man. Cheers.